MP, it feels like every area of life at the moment is undergoing revolution. I'm glad you said that, Bredo, because at this year's Wellness Summit virtual experience, all of our speakers are presenting on the revolution. Yeah, and it's such a topsy-turvy world right now. It feels like everything's been turned upside down, whether it's your finances, your food, your health, your longevity, your family. All of these things are just in such a state of flux right now that we really need to get the experts in to give us the lowdown. That's why we have Jason Witten on the financial revolution, Cindy O'Meara on the food revolution, Kim Morrison on the self-love revolution, Marcus Pierce on the longevity revolution, the great Brett Hill on the resilience revolution, Andrea Huddleston on the hormones revolution, and of course, Joe Witten on the food and family revolution. And for the first time ever, we'll have breakout sessions on the energy revolution, the career revolution, the barefoot revolution, the real food revolution, and the parenting revolution. All this and more at The Wellness Summit, September 11 and 12. Book your tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, excessive fructose consumption has been linked with leaky gut and fatty liver disease, according to a study co-authored by a large group of scientists from all around the world. Whilst fructose is found naturally in fruit, honey, and even in root vegetables, it's become prolific in the diet due to the use of high fructose corn syrup to sweeten processed foods, especially in America. While the link between fructose and fatty liver disease has been shown before, this is the first time it's been shown that it was in fact the leaky gut, also caused by the fructose, that preceded the liver damage. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is the most common cause of chronic liver disease in the world. It can progress to more serious conditions such as cirrhosis, liver cancer, liver failure, and death, said senior author Michael Curran at the San Diego School of Medicine. These findings point to an approach that could prevent liver damage from occurring in the first place. Fructose consumption in America has risen sharply since the introduction of high fructose corn syrup in the 1970s and has been linked with obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. With the advent of modern biochemistry and metabolic analysis, it's become obvious that fructose is two to three times more potent than glucose in increasing liver fat, a condition that triggers non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And the increased consumption of soft drinks containing high fructose corn syrup corresponds with the explosive growth in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease incident. Using mouse models, researchers found that excessive fructose metabolism reduced the production of proteins that maintain the gut barrier. Thus, by deteriorating the barrier and increasing its permeability, excessive fructose consumption can result in chronic inflammatory condition called endotoxemia, which has been documented in both experimental, animal and pediatric non-alcoholic fatty liver disease patients, said the study's first author, Yelena Todorik. The study went on to show that leaked endotoxins reaching the liver provoked increased production of inflammatory cytokines and stimulated the conversion of fructose and glucose into fatty acid deposits. It's very clear that fructose does its dirty work in the intestine, said Karen. And if the intestinal barrier deterioration is prevented, the fructose does little harm to the liver. They also found that when fructose intake was reduced to a moderate level, no adverse effects were observed in mice suggesting only excessive and long-term fructose consumption represents their health risk and that normal consumption of fruits was not an issue. As always, the links are in the show notes. 
Now, my opinion on this is that, first of all, it's important to be mindful that this was a mice study. We can't always extrapolate what's going on in other species who naturally have different diets into what's going to be happening in humans. So whilst mice are commonly used in these kind of experiments and considered to be a good analogy and useful in terms of deciding what to progress with in terms of future study, it really is important to understand that a mouse diet is very different from a human diet. And as a result, a mouse's digestive system and liver is different, again, to a human as well. So be mindful of the fact that it is a mice study, not a human study, and that more research is needed in order to further clarify these results. Having said that, it's not the first time we've seen fructose linked to fatty liver disease or or indeed linked to a raft of other problems and conditions. So I think that the results of this study can still be useful um, and that they're still worth taking and bearing in mind. Um, It was interesting that the authors wanted, as a result of this study, to develop treatments that prevent leaky gut. That seems to be an unusual approach to decide to take when we know that It is the excessive fructose causing the leaky gut in this instance. Um, In other instances, other uh, modern aspects of our diet may well be contributing to the leaky gut. And people all around the world have been able to show that by modifying their diet, that returning to a more natural, anti-inflammatory, healthy diet, they've been able to reduce that leaky gut and in fact give their, their gut a chance to heal. It seems odd that we're looking for a treatment to try and prevent this to allow us to keep consuming this excessive consumption of fructose rather than addressing the diet itself. What it did show was that moderate fruit intake was okay for the liver. And so I think it's important to understand that we don't have to go too extreme on this. We don't have to totally eradicate fruit or honey from our diet. We can still have a balanced, healthy diet. But I also think it's important, the flip side of that, we remember that a balanced, healthy diet isn't necessarily what we think it is in a modern society. You know, we've become accustomed to having fruit and honey readily available all year round, which really was never the case in any other era in our evolutionary history. So we still, I think, can be mindful of reducing that fructose consumption even a little bit further, even if it's coming from those more natural, healthy sources. And I think it's also worth remembering that the processed foods that contain often this excessive fructose, the high fructose corn syrup in particular, cause many more problems than just the liver. So looking for a treatment that just stops it from damaging the gut barrier or damaging the liver doesn't do anything for your risk of um, diabetes, heart disease, cancer that may also be associated with this excessive fructose consumption and excessive processed food. So we really should be looking at having healthy foods regardless. Minimize your fructose intake to maintain a healthy liver, metabolism and heart. Do it in the scope of a healthy, well-balanced diet Bear in mind that fructose wasn't always as readily available as it is now, um, so minimize it where you can. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This podcast is brought to you by Exercising Resilience. Would you like to be personally mentored by me to help you transform your feelings of fear, anxiousness and hopelessness into feelings of strength and resilience? Would you like to feel more resilient physically, mentally and financially? I've created a group mentoring program called Exercising Resilience and right now you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. That's 30 days of free daily access to me in a private group, two free group mentoring calls, a 21-day resilience challenge 
and access to a highly motivated tribe of people to support you along your way. Just head to exercisingresilience.com or click on the link in the show notes to get your free no-obligation month of resilience mentoring. That's exercisingresilience.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.